0: howdy folks it is monday january 2nd 2012. is it right? yeah it is. happy new year. (laughs) and this is episode 22b i believe of the bad dog book club. you're the one that keeps count. I'm trying. I'm trying. If it isn't, I take it all back. (laughs) Uh, And this week's story, the more important thing is this week's story is Movie Night by Soren. And it's read to us by Cinnamon DeWolf, who will be back uh, with a story for next week's episode. So we're doing a little, and and Soren's read for us before, so we're doing a little bit of, you know, read for us, get your story read, vice versa. At what point does it just become nepotism?
1: (laughs) You lend me a hand.
0: Nice. Nice. No, I mean, I'm serious. So it's, it's nice. Well, one of the things, you know, I've done uh, several times to this point is when people have a story on the podcast, I then turn to them and say, Who, what one of your favorite stories written by someone else would you like us to read next? and i've done that on several occasions and that's been kind of fun. So, you know, i'm going to be asking so i'm going to be asking Cinnamon like, "Okay, what's one of your favorite stories?" We won't be allowed and, to read his favorite stories on the podcast. He'll have to choose one of his lesser favorite stories. Oh. All right. All right. That's 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 <laughs> what we're hearing. So, we'll find out. I'll have to ask Cinnamon about that. Um, but yeah, we you know, we we it's been kind of fun and i think it's a way to kind of for for authors to Give a shout out to other authors. So I've been doing that. Too. That is the idea. I mean, right? that's a little nepotism, but sometimes they don't know each other. But, you know, and, well. and I do
1: want to kind of clear something up is the idea for like the stories on this show isn't the best. Exactly. stories? Yeah, if that really was the, the idea you were, you were coming into this with. I mean, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but this is furry literature. Uh, and let's be real oh, here. Oh. No, for real.
0: No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm Let's not- be
1: for real. I mean, come on. We can't improve it unless we recognize what the problems are. Now, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, now You're no, with I'm, me that. No, I'm. No, think- what
0: I'm. What I was taking a quibble with was that it's furry literature and therefore it is automatically degraded in quality. And that's what I was taking issue with. I'm not taking... In its its execution
1: as of now, I mean, it's not as bad as it was like 20 years ago when furry art was Mm -hmm. fucking awful. There were probably about like 1,500 furries in the entire world. Mm -hmm. We're expanding the user base. We're Mm -hmm. getting more art out there. That's good. But, you know, the writing is lagging severely behind the art, I think. Hmm. So I don't know. maybe Maybe I'm just in a bad mood lately. I'm tending to be a bit more vicious.
0: I was going to say, we're we're, you know, we're coming off vacation time,
1: but of course you
0: spent, up until today, you've spent the vacation with your folks and and your siblings and at Christmas and stuff, and, and that sounds a little stressful at your house. So well, I understand good, if you're no, no, in no, no, a new That was a good
1: time with most of my family. Yeah, yeah, I got to good. see my nephew. He's he's cute. He's adorable. Oh, I'm, a, cool. I, I, I'm a new uncle recently. Yeah. Kind of recently. Well,
0: congratulations. But. You're the gay uncle.
1: The, yeah. Well, Everybody for
0: gets a gay uncle. You are the gay I'm uncle. I'm the out gay
1: uncle. Let's say that.
0: Oh, there's, there's got to be another. Sounds like there's a little scandal. There's there, got to be another. The, I mean, come on. It's a big family. At, at the Toons' house. <laughs> the Toons' clan. The driving cat clan. The driving cat clan. Oh, the Toons' driving Driving cat's your the, last the, name, the, right? The commuter cats. The Drive, comu- the, the I commuter think cats. driving cat's your last name, I
1: thought. Well, actually, the, the last screen. name is cat, and then like the first uh, ah. signifies your dominant form of transportation. I was the driving cat. Now I'm the, the metro cat. Since it's the Metro Cat.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, every time I try to, everybody assumes you're metrosexual. And I say that, though, so. <laughs> that's he told me they, not they don't to. presume
1: I'm gay. They just presume I'm like a really flamboyant straight dude. Why? What do I have to do? Do I have to suck a dick like, in public? I
0: can think of several things, <laughs> but I won't say them here because I was gonna say it's a family show, but it's not at all. It's a not fam- a family. It's not show. at all a family. they so. spread those lies. Yeah. Uh, see, I just just quick um, order of you know holiday business is. Uh, Anybody you want to say anything to any any cool thing you got or um, I know your your squirrel is coming home. Tonight. Well, you got me like a rad computer.
1: I did. Yeah, he Skip built me like a really nice gaming computer for like. $2. You were $2. up $2. until four a.m. Yeah, I was playing Team yeah, Two last I know. night I on for the for like furry three, pound three. Yeah. Like, three years or something when yeah. I haven't played that stupid game. And I was just, yeah. like, chatting all the time. Like, I don't know how to play this game while I'm killing everybody. I don't know how to play this game. I forget how to do this, and I'm killing... I don't know. I'm
0: killing, you That's were, my you new favorite I was watching trolling. him. I was watching him a little bit, and he's good. So do watch out for Toonce's The Driving Cat on the Furry Pound. The new uh, troll is T- my favorite troll from now on. Like, can someone please tell me how to play this game while I'm just playing the game? So, yeah, let's... You know, I, there's something. Uh, let's talk about the story. There's something I want to come back to you, back to that I, you kind of got me thinking, um, which is about how free art and stuff has changed over the last twenty years. So, so we'll hold on to that thought. Right. Let's hit the story. So I, I guess the first thing that kind of amused me—it's—it's it's a fox party. It's like all it is, foxes, isn't it? All yeah. course. But they're all different kinds of foxes. They have to be you have a variety in your fox eye. Yeah, that—I mean, right there. That's one of the problems with foxes. There are too many different kinds. You know, you don't get like a whole bunch of different kinds of raccoons, at least as far as I know. Well, did you know the un- the
1: great unknown thing about foxes is that they all smell like a different flavor of saltwater taffy.
0: Oh, did you know that? No, I did not. Mm, it's true. It's, My it's favorite true. is watermelon. Watermel Who are? Which one are the watermelon ones?
1: Which one smells like watermelon? My ex-boyfriend smelled like watermelon. Wow, that's for sure. And which what one? What was he? He was a fox.
0: And what kind? Red fox. I forget. Oh, red fox. Yeah. Okay. Vulpus vulpus. Vulpus vulpus, Yeah, he, that
1: one smells like watermelon. I met some other foxes, like I'm, the ones that smell like banana are like really good too. Banana. I really like the foxes wow. that smell like banana. I don't like know, if like fox foxes, the only ones, Kit Foxes. Maybe I don't know. It maybe doesn't seem banana. to They're to, to correlate to what kind of fox they are. They mm-hmm. just have to seem to have their distinctive saltwater taffy smells. I, I don't know why. All, I thought they
0: all smelled like semen. <laughs> maybe that's what oh, it is. It's just, oh, I'm sorry. God. It's just sorry, getting kind of like confused. I, I, I was being racist. Well, that's my favorite. That's nice. That's my I, that's my fox. I know it's cool I have, I have a lot of fox friends. That's, <laughs> that's oh what I love God. when people like blurt out something randomly racist so it's like point? no it's cool I have a lot of friends who are foxes and it's like ah oh. yeah like Ron Paul. Right, exactly. But uh, what point Ron do Paul is become of not who are the foxes. most popular animal anymore? Foxes are great though. How could you not love it? I mean or that's even, like, the thing like, they're very them? popular. No, I don't think so because I don't know. foxes are and if you look at again, if we go back to kind of our cultural tropes about foxes, they're sexy and clever and, and beautiful. You know, and, and, and we the associate all the, we associate all these positive sexual words with foxes and we're sexual people and furries are a sexual yeah, community. You describe so people as foxy Vixen, foxy, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and all in our stories they're tricksters and they're clever. Right. Uh so you know, I think those are things that are very appealing to people. So I think foxes are gonna stay Do you think these attributes out come out
1: in this story though? I think in some cases it's just a little bit
0: un- I think undeveloped. So, a little like left bit. in the oven a little mm, bit
1: too mm. too uh, soon, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I, I it's a good story and you know the 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 sex is well done. Yeah, some bent over the counter there. That's always nice. Um but yeah, I see. What, I I see what you mean, and the it. it for me. I think I agree that the overall sense is it's the stuff is there, and it's just a little. It's not quite baked all the way through, or something. Well, I
1: I think the confusion here, and this is like a, an issue I, I see a lot of furry writers having, and mm-hmm. also when if I get like a request or a commission, it's something that you know people don't seem to quite have an understanding of is mm-hmm. the difference between. A setting and a theme. Mm. So, I mean, the, the title of the of the story is "Movie Night." They're all coming out okay. for movies. Okay. That's the concept. But it reads in the story not so much like you know some kind of real central theme, and just like an excuse to fuck. I mean, it's it's a reason why the two characters can be together. It's a reason they can be an intimate setting at home, and uh, then they fuck. But yeah the, the actual con, like the actual potential for conflict in the story, or potential for tension that could arise from like a movie night is never really advanced. It's so kind this of explored is, so, in a small degree. So
0: here it's a setting you're saying. Yeah, like oh, we're How, all, would, it, to have how movie would it night. be if it was a the theme? I mean, give me an example of this particular story in, you know, a sentence or two. How would you how would you present it as a theme? Because uh, I'm interested to, in this You don't want me to, concept. like, rewrite the story, though. I mean, well, on. I want you to... I want I want to see what you're talking... Well, I'm not quite is, getting what you're talking about, so I want to see if you can... Rather than simply having the characters... Using this story as an example, give me an, Give me the theme.
1: Okay, so the characters come over for their movie night to, to, to plow each other, basically, but you don't really get much of an explanation of, like, what the movies are watching, what the real relationships are between the people who've been invited, maybe, like, what they might... Have issued to do this instead, you know they're the kind of things that might give just a little bit more of a window into their personalities and then you could also uh, just th- then take this these kinds of um basic uh, tenets of of a movie night and manipulate them to make the 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 sex kind of intriguing in a particular way to that situation if that makes sense so uh, maybe they're all watching something on the TV, and a, a, a sex scene comes up, not, not like a pornographic sex scene, but something that just mm-hmm. kind of like sparks the the in the sexual tension that had been brewing in the room. Maybe uh, it becomes kind of flipped around, and a guy brings out a movie camera, and they start making their own movies or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, I'm just trying to, to spitball off the
0: top of my head, but right.
1: it, it's kind of disappointing because what I really wanted to but see were the emotional theme. Yeah, Yeah, I was going
0: to say, my my critique see. of those you know, kinds of examples would be it changes what the story is about. Yeah.
1: But a movie night's supposed to be kind of a social thing, and it does, they don't really... They talk about how he has an ex-boyfriend and how he's interested in the new in the, in the new fox, and then he has a friend who is kind of unsure about the whole thing, and that I, that's kind of... The, uh, addressed early in the story, and I was looking mm-hmm. to see that kind of develop to see if there might be some uh, playful sexual tension that might develop between the two, if there might be some maybe... Great uh, emotional outpouring from mm-hmm. one to the other that might really illuminate their their their, their personalities or, or something like
0: that. Or Ian here, you know, who's the friend who's warning him. How does he know? Or is, he, is he competing for him too? Yeah. I mean, you, you oh, can get a bit be, more dynamic. That's but. interesting too. Like maybe Ian's, you know, warning him off because he's, he's like it. a so, bit of He's got like little that. more wrinkles. But so yeah.
1: Precisely what I would have seen is just a lot more emotion mm-hmm. in the character simply because I mean. A movie night is a very common thing. That's mm-hmm. the other thing is, I mean, like I, we we had a we, this is a movie night right now we're kind of having right here. We well, we we, 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 yep. we watch some movies, we're recording the podcast, whatever. I've done movie nights with tons of people, but um, it's that, that that's kind of why it's not maybe the best raw material for a story
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's not going to seem very fantastic to to a lot of people. Ooh. And so to make it to make it a bit more interesting as a story you need some other kind of conflict you need some other kind of tension there and i think emotional or uh, relationship conflict is, is is the most sensible thing in this kind of story it just doesn't get developed at all
0: okay yeah i at first i was about to disagree with you but i think i think i'm going along there is that i think there's a a power in that can be used as a as a writer in terms of an ordinary situation or oh, setting but if you twisted enough to make it uncomfortable or unfamiliar. The problem with by the story, its very familiarity. And and you're right, maybe that doesn't happen. Here.
1: It's familiar because it wants to seem realistic. It wants to mm-hmm. seem like a plausible scenario for mm-hmm. for two people to hook up, but you don't really need that in stories, I don't think. I think most people are willing to suspend their disbelief to a to a degree that they don't really need characters to meet up at an intimate setting or in, in, a, in a safe environment to mm-hmm. hook up like a movie night, you know?
0: I'm wondering if maybe we pull back a moment and think about what the story is about here uh, which is you know in a nutshell um this fox gets a crush on another fox and fox 3 warns him off mm-hmm. saying this other fox is bad news don't do anything Says he thinks what he sleeps sick. with him anyway you know, this guy this fox thinks with his behind <laughs> <laughs> Like, some foxes may do, and uh, you know sleeps with this guy anyway. And the guy says, "Yeah, thanks." You know, and just walks out and leaves this guy who's you know hoping for more with nothing. Kind um, saw that coming. Yeah. Hmm. And so maybe. I think that's it.
1: That's I think the point. you just
0: hit it. Well, I mean, it, it's very the point. Maybe. The the thing with this story is you could see it coming too easily. But even to me, it just feels kind of attacked on, more or
1: less into a pulp story. Like, don't just go out and fuck the first tale that raises for you. I mean, because, you know, but... ah, I don't know about that. There's, I think there's a, a, plenty of stories that have that kind of undertone. We read at least a
0: few for the podcast. I think, I, I mean, I like that there's nothing wrong with that concept. And yes, the story's been done before but so have most stories and there's nothing to prevent you from doing it well um, but maybe for me that's the big hitch in this story is that you can see it coming no you know intended, the dude leave. almost right away and so i think the challenge here would be to stop and think about you know what do you want to happen in the story and clearly soran knows that and think okay how can i tell this story and what I want to happen happens without people seeing it coming right away. What you
1: need is fewer things happening. This is another mm-hmm. problem people have is they think that the only way to to to, to, to advance a, uh, any kind of narrative mm-hmm. in a story is to push forward the plot, to push forward action, mm-hmm. to have people go into different rooms and do different things. Mm-hmm. And they never end up pausing for a paragraph or a page or so just to kind of you know, elucidate on some mundane thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might be able to just describe what the the people are wearing to the party and in that be able to make an intriguing kind of comment on their motivations, on uh, their fears or anything like that, what they're looking for at the party itself. Mm -hmm. You could go back a bit into the character's past and have them, uh, have the the Swift Fox maybe talk a little bit more about his relationship, which is only really kind Mm -hmm. of
0: scratched over. Right. I think it's too short, you know, I mean, I feel like what is what is here can work, but I think you're right, it needs to be broadened a little, and we need to know kind of more about the characters are kind of reacting, and we'd it'd be good to know a little more about the feelings, it'd be good to know yeah. a little more about... Um, why they're reacting the ways they are, and and it and it help would help us invest ourselves, in you know because yes. this, here's the thing. I mean, if if you know what happens in the story here, well, the fox gets you know ditched by a sleazeball, and and we need to really care about our little fox friend here, oh. and <laughs> we should you know we want to be really upset and and. We're getting there, but I don't think we're there yet. I don't necessarily
1: have to be upset about it. Just, it's hard to have any kind of feeling about it when it feels like it's being projected onto a mannequin.
0: Mm. Well, I think you it's know? a little harsh. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's it, it, harsh, it needs but, to but, I be mean, fleshed out more. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. It's it's uh, You don't need an invo- an emotional investment mm-hmm. in your characters in every story you might write, but in no. a story like this, definitely. Right. In a story exactly. like this, I need That's to be able to empathize with a character. I need to be able to understand a character. I need to have a feeling for what... Uh, makes this guy's pain kind of special, and right?
0: If we don't feel it acutely, there's you know, or, or what's going on in this guy, the story doesn't work.
1: I mean, yeah, he broke yeah. up with his boyfriend, and I guess you can find a, a identification mm-hmm. there with some pain. A lot of people probably could, but that's
0: yeah, and that's near. why I think that's 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 the biggest strength of the story is that you know, if if you're going with something, this is something that um, is is something that a lot of people can relate to. I think most of us have had. You know, regretful one night stands at one point or another in our lives, and so how can you take that and you know maybe your own experience, the author, and how can you, you know, what can you say about that um, that puts a twist on it or makes people think or think about you know their own experience, you know what 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 can you add to that or what message do you want to say about that other than this guy left so what. He, he, you know, he left you. So what? what so you why? A message across. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing out. You kind want of to ideas be like a moral here. lesson on like choosing the right. No, I don't think in the so. I don't think so because, you know, that's not necessarily wrong. It's something that you have to learn. Um, and figure out, you know, for yourself, why didn't this work? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't think it's a bad thing. And I don't think you should, like, warn people off of it explicitly because it's something that, you know, maybe does teach you things about yourself or other people. In my case, it did. You know, I realized that, you know, I... You know, and it wasn't. I mean, it was fine, but I realized it's like, boy, you know, if I'm going to do something with somebody else, I need to, you know, be friends with them first, or I don't enjoy it the same way. You well, know, yeah, everybody and, has experiences finding like their boundaries, right. basically. Yeah, and and so okay, what this, this might have what been a fun story like that,
1: that. A, a story about a guy finding his boundaries and and mm-hmm. deciding like, okay, maybe um, the random hookup at the movie night with a guy I hardly know mm-hmm. isn't for me, mm-hmm. but you can still make it hot in the interim.
0: Mm-hmm. Where I'd go with this story is the the concept is a good one and it's certainly one that um, you can say a lot about and that people connect with and then so what you need to do to make the story more than good because it's well written um, is you need to make you know what you can do to make it special uh, and yeah and, I think that is the case because it's well written I mean clearly right.
1: Soren can write right it, it just feels like it's uh, like, a, like a cake left in the oven right not long. so, so what all. can
0: you do to finish up and i think we've thrown out a lot of interesting you know possibilities and ideas and you know i'm, I'm looking forward to see um you know what soren comes up with next and i hope we weren't too hard on you Nobody but, but hopefully that, so they're hopefully they're interesting ideas and hopefully they're helpful and, and hopefully you know where we're going with it um so, but I, and hopefully they're helpful to other people, you know, that if you are taking a very ordinary event and an ordinary story, you need to think, okay, how do how do we make this ordinary, very relatable event that everybody's been had yeah. or related to, how it's do we make like, that special? How do we make that important?
1: I, just for example, just to give a sports analogy, because, mm-hmm. I mean, why not? They're stupid. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to make somebody care about the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. If you're writing about the Super Bowl, you don't really need to build up any kind of excitement about it. If you're a sports writer who's trying to write about the peewee semi-regional playoffs, Mm -hmm. you might need to find some kind of angle, like a a player who is is doing extremely well and likely to excel at the high school level, Mm -hmm. maybe like a coach who is Mm -hmm. taking some kind of new uh look at things and yeah. is maybe uh, succeeding in a certain way that's like a different right. angle you or, have to take kids than just that
0: wouldn't normally make it or yeah you know, whatever yeah like you're not writing
1: about the super bowl We kind of have to find something that's actually a really good analogy
0: i'm i'm impressed sports analogies sports analogy. i mean people make fun of them but, but it was a good. sports and writing analogy because <laughs> you're you're a reporter covering this but no that that's a very good point and and often when you do this right these are the best stories Because they are so understandable and relatable and and impactful and people really can connect to them. So, you know, more than, I mean, we read a lot of fantasy and a lot of sci-fi on this podcast. But there's a lot to be said for stories that people can more directly connect to their own lives sometimes. Because they are so emotionally powerful because they're immediately relatable.
1: And even if, like, just being able to put myself in that. Situation like a movie night is gonna help me identify with the characters' mm-hmm. emotions. Then yeah. later on, if I don't immediately identify them, yeah. then to begin with, yeah, that's the cool thing about finding a, a and I think kind this is setting. where
0: the story, the first part of the story, I think, is doing this where we kind of have he's this kind of sea of anticipation and writhing emotions. Very and funny. I love, I mean, I think one of the best parts of the story in terms of writing and building this is when. He opens the door and it's Ian and just his trying not to trying to keep the disappointment out of his voice that it's, you know, his probably best friend instead of they the know, guy as a trust on. And that's really interesting right there, you know, to have, to have your best friend come over and you have to keep the disappointment out of your <laughs> voice because you're infatuated with this person you just met. That's really, and I thought that like, that, that's really cool. That's really interesting. So that's, Definitely moving in the right direction, and you have to keep these kinds of, you know, emotional things and twists going through the length of the story.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, It also gotta use an orgy scene.
0: (laughs) How did I, you know... I, I I I was gonna say oh tunes oh tunes a movie night could have,
1: well, at least a dozen people you know, at least a dozen people in a movie I was night. Like, oh Toonses. in a big
0: I am not surprised but then I was like well there are all foxes here and I'm so sure you are not the only reader of the story to have the same thought <laughs> like this could use some more foxes Let's I I'm not willing to go out there. and say that but you know orgies are nice but I'm not gonna go out and say that but I I, I appreciate your comment. <laughs> So, yeah, that's every story could use an orgy scene. That's true. You know, War and Peace could have used more orgy scenes. Cut this It's up. a big book. You could work a few of them in, and people might not even notice. <laughs> 900
1: pages? They say Kafka wrote um, Erotica. They found it recently. Did you hear about that? I, I, I didn't know they found it. I heard they found uh, Kafka Erotica, and I wow. hope that wasn't a prank or something. <laughs> it's okay, hilarious. Off. I haven't heard about it since. I guess, you know, some... German translators have been...
0: It's cockroach it. sex. It's oh, kind of oh, gross. No way. <laughs> Never had investigations of a dog? It would not surprise me, though. I mean, I could definitely see... Klofka. Clearly a very sexually frustrating... I individual. could definitely They've see Kafka writing erotica. So that'd be, it'd be really interesting to see. Um, I hope it wouldn't be like... That's my least favorite... Just guys, so you know, my, what is my least favorite tag on SoFurry? See if you can guess. You know, the, lot little, the little words. No, nope. Talk mine. development, that's, that's okay. That's mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a kind of goofy one, because it's a story, and hopefully there's some in there at all, but... Oh, that one, it just kind of doesn't make sense to me why it's even there. It's like tagging verbs
1: and adjectives, too. Right. There you, that's
0: a good one. You should do that on your next story. Verbs, adjectives, no nouns. <laughs> 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 uh, what it? No, no. You got one more guess. Hmm. You got one more guess. I'm lost, man. I'm uh, what my least favorite so-free tag might be Otterless wow no that's no 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 no. otters. Otters is a positive so-free tag that's for sure but Otterless Uh, would be a negative right Suicide is my least favorite so-free tag oh they have that tag yes wow yes but that might and be- that is, like, almost guaranteed to make me not read the Does that story. come up in
1: the erotic stories more often, or the, the plot sometimes development stories? it's there.
0: No, often in the erotic stories, and that's the real... Like, sometimes, okay, if there's suicide in the you know plot development, maybe I'll read it. if it's suicide in the erotic story, forget it. Yeah, don't
1: you think these guys are just depressed? Hmm? Don't you think they're just depressed if yeah, they're yeah.
0: about killing themselves? I mean, well, I don't know if they're writing about killing themselves or mm, character is, but... Well, I mean, come they, on. Yeah, and they want to reach out to him, but do I want to read it as a story? Not really. So I just hope, yeah. like, Kafka's story wouldn't be like that, like, you know, <laughs> death, suicide, M.M., uh, M- the- anal, <laughs> friends, Kafka. Kafka
1: porn story would involve Kafka, like, having sex with his dad, and then his dad killing him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good time. I.e., the judgment. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be allowed to post it on Fur Affinity because of that. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but you could do it on Ink Bunny. Oh, like, oh. You're at the judgment. That's it's an adult character in the judgment. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I'm making a reference to an actual, factual Kafka story. Yes, but look it up.
0: Yes, guys, read it. No, but actually,
1: I want to make this uh, recommendation real quick. No, Kafka stories. Read "Investigations of a Dog." Okay, because that's actually a rather furry Kafka story. I haven't read that one. It's really cool because it shows the consciousness of uh, dogs and kind mm. of like a humanless society. So they're not anthropomorphic, mm. but it kind of follows similar themes to, like a furry. Sort society of like- generally.
0: Watership Down, or something. yeah, and
1: I've heard it describe. I've, I've seen it describe it as like like a a, a dog society that is atheistic towards humans. And ah. I don't know. I just think it's a, a cool story. Hmm. Investigations no, of a that. dog. Franz Kafka. That's, look that's
0: free. You can download for your Kindle stuff. I assume, right? That's no, not copyrighted. No, it?
1: because it's German
0: and that the translations are all. Oh, the translations are all copyrighted. And okay. what yeah, you can check
1: Kafka of your local library?
0: Yes. That, wow, your local library. You heard it here, again.
1: Hey, I got all my my, my, my fees forgiven. I'm mm-hmm. all over the library stacks right
0: now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, oh, I did want to bring up that that one other thing. I think we're unless you had any other points about the story. Well, I'm good. I think I'm good too, and thank you again, Soren. Uh, I you your, your comment earlier made me think about you know, how furry writing has evolved, and one of the first pieces I read. Was written even before I was a furry. So I probably got into furry, what, let's see, Bun started showing me stuff on the or internet, you know, on our modems, you know, <laughs> in like nineteen ninety seven or something when I was a junior in high school, wow. I think. Yeah.
1: It's like ten years before me.
0: No, and these are like fifty six K modems and you'd you know, you'd click on a picture and you'd wait That's and incredible. There was no, like no really good index lights, you know, so you'd Have to find people here and there, and everybody was like, you know, I'm hosted on GeoCities. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, the dark days. There you go. Angel Fire fan website on Angel Fire. Remember that? Is it still there? Yeah. Nice. Everybody look. Everybody look for two Pokemon (laughs) website. If it you is- can find <laughs> it... If you can find it, I will delete we'll it. We'll give you a prize. Find me the password. We'll give you an undisclosed prize. <laughs> Somebody hack my Angel Fire website so I can get the password and delete it, please. Aww, <laughs> I think it's it's up there at the monument. <laughs> but um, this story was actually written in 1992, which predates wow. the internet. I mean, well, we have... Or it predates the World Wide Web, anyway. You know, the internet, as we know, predates Netscape, um, you know, web page. So lost. this would have been back in you know before any kind of graphical internet for most people and or right, internet accessible unless basically. you were in right usenet things like that and university systems and so this was written back in those days and it's a story called weekend at kelly's written by gary akins jr i guess jr um and so this story dates way way back and I don't know. I I, I had it on my computer, and so I was browsing through it the other day. Um, And just kind of fun and thinking, wow, you know, this is a story written before I was a furry. This is a story probably written back, you know, before the internet. So this story would have been written probably at a time when there were, like, a thousand furries, you know, Mm -hmm. around the world. Wow. Uh, You know, maybe less. You know, and there was, like, a con, which was, I think it was conference, which was out in California. The first story That was, yeah. When was that? I think it started in the 80s, but don't quote me on it. Right. I mean, this is all way before my time. We'll have to read the... But uh, yeah, you'd have a few later. hundred people show up, and that'd be like everybody. Um, so, you know, this before, we are able to exchange this knowledge over vast distances in a distributed population. Uh, but so I'm reading this story and thinking about how... The community has is, is changed just hugely since then. And then thinking about how, you know, the writing aspect has changed. And, and So I, what I've decided, what I've done, this is a little crazy, I've decided to track down Gary Aiken. What if he's dead? I'm just going to say I don't it. think so. I'm going to be the first one. I mean, what that's if always potential. Dead. That, that's always It's been possible. like, what, 20 but years? But Alex, or um, not Alex, uh, Fuzz Wolf. Has run into him at cons recently. Oh, he was at furry fiesta like last year or the year before, so he's and he's dead. selling books still. Well, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I wanna, I, I'd, I'd love to like get hold of him and, and either do it on here or you know, write an email of some questions and kind of say like, you know, what do you think, having been there for all this time? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. If you've been a furry since the early '90s, you're a, you're the hippest of Furries. That's awesome. Yeah, you How are. You're rats. like the original old school. You know. Bam. So I want to kind of ask him, like, what do you think, not the community, but specifically the writing uh, part of the furry, furry community from when you started? And this is very carefully you know, formatted for you, the you know, all these things? And so what do you think of it now? Um, and, and where are you going? Where are we going? And, and those kind of questions. So I'm trying to track Gary Aikens down. And I sent an email to his publisher or the site where he has some of these books anyway, and hopefully they'll help me out. But if you know him or you're listening, you know, drop us a line. I'm skip the bad dog book. Dog book. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, pick this guy's thoughts and see where he's going and kind of look at the motivations or writing for this audience then when it was a few hundred people versus now when it's potentially thousands and thousands and thousands.
1: Let's not. It is, for For writing, for writing, most people aren't going to get thousands and thousands. Yeah, that's true. You're going to get, like, a couple dozen. But... And even then, like, I I have to wonder, how many actual, readers do you get? How many actual readers do you get? We've gotten, some of
0: our podcasts, we've gotten 4,000 downloads. Really? So, yeah. We are talking, potentially, thousands of people reading your stories.
1: No, if you look at the counts on, like, SoFi and FA and stuff, Mm -hmm. they always say, like, the hundreds, and then you never get comments, and, like... Are do are people, oh, very, very are people actually reading this shit? Are people
0: actually reading this shit? That's what I want to know. Well, you were the one who was telling me an hour ago that oh, I got another comment the other day. I'm so surprised. I people was happy. Yeah, I it. got a comment. <laughs> but I don't know. No, 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 I got a
1: comment on a story. I was happy about that. Uh-huh. Get, uh, like comments from people. Yeah. Like hey, I listen to the podcast. That makes me mm-hmm. happy because I I'd, I'd never thought anybody ever listened to it. Yeah.
0: I, I guess you are doing, right. doing something slightly right. Anyway. Uh, You know, I hope everybody had a happy new year, and we'll keep you posted if we get to bring in some other authors and things. And do join us next week uh, for Cinnamon Story, which is a car repair. Car repair. Car repair. repair. And there's some head sex in it. But. What? But. You know, Mm. head sex in it, but. The guy's a really big donger, so I think. That doesn't make it better. I think it does for you. Oh come on. Oh. Big donger? You're you're not into those. I'm a butt man. Oh, okay.
1: What do you make you think I was into big dongers? I don't know. I like dongs. I like big dongs, I like little dongs, like medium dongs. Uh-huh. You know dongs are cool. But I like um, stomachs. You like and big butts, butts and you cannot lie. I like big butts. I cannot lie, and I like I like belly on this. Okay, I know, right. like, the, the 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 torso is like, the, the 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 money zone. I don't. Really right.
0: We'll talk about this, but my feeling, at least reading this story, is like it's straight, but it's because so much attention is paid to the guy and his dunk. You know, it's 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 kind of gay for being straight. It's a pretty gay straight story. Pretty gay straight story. Yeah, we read a lot. So of we could we could talk about that. Yeah uh you people take crazy straight. but yes for all you straight people suffering through the gay sex you know we'll that ain't pick queer. Up next week that ain't
1: queer is my is my new um uh phrase for like that's that's cool you
0: i mean should that's get not that cool. you should get that on a t-shirt because you know, i'm tired of people saying that's gay and like i'm gonna start yeah. saying things ain't queer we have a guy in our world of warcraft raid who lives down in tampa who says that and he's like my age. I mean, he's like, or he's older. He's like 33. And and every time he says it, I'm like, dude, what are you, 13? Come on. I mean, like, who says it's gay when they're 33 years old? Who does that? He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. And I'm like, I don't care. You sound like an idiot. Like, I'm not offended. You just sound like an idiot.
1: (laughs) You sound gay.
0: There, There you go. That's what I should say.
1: Like, how do you like no no like you, I'm first, just sorry I if you that.
0: are not if you are out of high school and you are still saying that's gay you need to seriously reevaluate your life. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Thanks, Skip. Yeah. Although I do call people fat. But all you the say time. it in it you say it nice. No, I say it in a ironic mean way.
1: No, no, no. I try to say it as like mean and vicious as I can. Right.
0: I don't think those guys are saying it. But, They're saying it in is that stupid and like a thirteen-year-old would, and that's what I'm. That's what my point. But I only say it to straight people. Uh huh. Well, that's that's not. I only
1: right. call straight people faggots.
0: <sighs> All right. Well, this message of of uh, <laughs> unity, togetherness. I, I I'm I'm gonna be honest with you here. Like, yeah. I
1: think um, queer dudes need to get over the epithets.
0: Yeah.
1: For real, just I'm get over it. Get over it, and then start um, turning it back on other people.
0: Mm-hmm i think
1: that's the the next step to like dude, hasn't that getting on most closet. of our
0: history the pink triangle is literally that yeah. thing so.
1: no i'm saying let's like let's continue this okay so i mean wow. i don't know you say like ah that's gay i'm like i would have just made fun of the dude and called him an idiot and made him feel like an like i wouldn't have moralized to him i would just made him feel really bad about himself so. i didn't you I, said, said, like, I didn't i didn't moralize that's like, <laughs> right no no you're right you're right i, I said exactly he exactly back like a what you 13 did. year old yeah, right, yeah. i didn't say it was offended i guess i guess you're just not vicious enough for me okay
0: I was going to say, I called him a 13-year-old. Yeah, okay, I didn't definitely. say I was offended. Because I wasn't. He just sounded like That's an idiot. Right. You did do the right <laughs> so thing. So I did not moralize. You did do the right Thank thing. Thank you. All right, guys. With that, <laughs> happy new year. We will see you next week with a with a wonderful story read by Khaki Dog, the artist formerly known as Alex Vance. Yep. And, uh, yeah, take, take care. Ciao, faggots.